welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad you're here, and we're doing a fun new series right now, and I may hang out in this series for a while, but I put together some folks that I wanted you to get to know and so excited for today so that you guys could meet Elizabeth of Charge. She'll tell you all about that in a minute, Uh, but Elizabeth, glad to have you here today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, Chris. So happy to be here, too. All the way from Chicago. Uh, You're experiencing these warm weather days that we're getting here in Columbus, aren't you? Yes, it's actually rained so hard today, and it's supposed to rain for the next few days, which please pray that it doesn't rain on Marathon Day, because right now it shows rain. Right, it's Sunday. So do you run anyway, like rain or shine? I think so. I think they only cancel it if there's thunderstorms, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. Craziness. Yes. So that is noted. Big, big event coming up for you Sunday. Well, what we like to do is, you know what SightShift's all about. We try to prove who we are by our performance and what we do. So, no. Uh, We want to talk about identity first. And it would be so fun just for you to share with us something you really like about yourself. Totally. Um, I feel like I first need to say thank you, though, if I can. Um, We started working together, I think it's been two years as of this summer. And I remember when I first was introduced to you, I was like, I don't need this book. It's all about finding who you are. And I've always been such a huge self-help junkie, I call myself. Um, and so I was like, I'll do this program, but I really just want help with forming systems with charge. And there's so much I didn't know about myself. And so I'm so thankful that you are really able to bring that out. Um, I have always been a very happy go lucky person, but there were a lot of feelings that I definitely numbed out and a lot of situations that I just kind of brushed off and put behind me, but then started coming to the surface when working with you. And so I feel like I really have grown a lot as a human and I really have you to thank for Chris. Whoa. That's so encouraging. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm beaming and it's, it's a reason that you're here because you've kept growing and, uh, that's, 
makes me excited to let people get to know you and your story. And, and no doubt people are going to connect with you after today and, and find ways of going, yeah, I want to support this mission that she's all about. Um, so just, that was so kind. Thank you. Well, tell us about your like capital M mission, what you're wanting to accomplish and do in the world. Mm -hmm. So like short, mission, I guess, way back when, when I started Charge, was just liberating girls from the elliptical. And it's become, of course, so much more than that. It's really about allowing girls of any age to be a part of a community that allows them to become their best selves in every capacity. So physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, just really understanding themselves more and then having people to lean on and to support each other. Beautiful. I, I get to see some of the stories of the impact you guys have, and, and I feel so touched to be a part of it, not only because the stories are so moving of change, but myself having daughters, and as my oldest is 15, and they're getting into that place that they could be impacted by Charge's mission, I, I see the stories of uh, how they find that sense of worth and self and who they are in the midst of what for a lot of time uh, is a place that people lose themselves. And that's fantastic. I, uh, I feel like it's a privilege to see those stories of life change because I know that you guys work so hard for that to happen. Um, well, tell us a little bit about the favorite parts of the community that you serve with Charge, a little bit more about what Charge is and, and what you like about the people you get to serve with it. Sure. So we are now at 55 universities, 54, 55. We just expanded to four more, uh, which is crazy to think about. We almost have 10,000 members and they're all student organizations at these universities. So we kind of call ourselves this fitness sorority. Um, it's all women. Every week they get together two times. One time is with a studio. So they're learning a different type of fitness. So it could be kickboxing, yoga, Zumba. Um, every week is totally different. And then the second workout of the week is something called a small group. And you're placed in a small group at the beginning of the semester. And you're with those girls, typically around 10 to 20 girls at a time, um, the entire semester. And so that's kind of where the community comes in for the chapter. But then there's also, um, we're, of course, huge on social media. Every charge girl has an in-charge Instagram. And so if you search the hashtag, hashtag in and then charge is C-H-A-A-R-G, you'll kind of get a glimpse of our community. Um, they're constantly posting sweaty selfies or what they ate or asking the community about, you know, what is an inspiring book that I should read? And that way, these girls are allowed to meet um, other charge girls from different college campuses. And so it's just, I love, I go through the hashtag every single day for probably like an hour, um, just commenting and interacting with them. And they are just literally the most inspiring, positive girls ever. And it's so cool because I feel like nowadays, you know, and I'm totally guilty of this too. On our personal Instagrams, it's just this, you know, curated highlight reel. Yet with these in-charge Instagrams, it's totally like no filters at all. They show pictures of their body and they're just comfortable in their skin. And it's 
so cool because they're not, you know, spending countless minutes just figuring out, okay, making the perfect caption, making the perfect filter. Um, and I feel like that's really, really rare. Yeah. I mean, I can't get anybody to join my dad bought Insta group where we just post <laughs> pictures sitting on the couch, but, yeah. uh, you've pulled it off. No, that is so cool because it goes right against this, uh, yeah. Perfectly curated over Photoshopped moment. I, I, my mind still gets blown when I see those comparisons of the real pick and the Photoshopped pick. Oh, I'm like, oh, I mean, girls don't stand a chance. This is horrible. And you're not just deconstructing it. This is what I love. You're reconstructing with a better vision. And, uh, man, whew, getting chills again. Um, well, so it was cool just to hear you talk about us working together and the way that, yes, we can do the business systems, but we get deeper than that and, and where you are as a leader and what's happening on the inside. And so I'd like for people just to get to know a little bit about where you're at currently. And we'll start off easy. Where do you feel like right now Elizabeth is winning? Mm. Um, I actually just wrote a blog post about this. Um, I was at my house back in St. Charles. It's a suburb of Chicago this past weekend with my sister and she was at a swim meet and then she hung out with some friends. And so I had pretty much like 10 hours by myself and we live in a pretty, I don't know, our backyard. I've always loved It's super like there's so many animals, so many trees. It just feels so serene. And so I sat outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a blog post. What should I write about? And I was going through my journal. I journal every single day. And a quote that stuck out to me was, you are the source of your healing. And I was like, I'm going to write about this. And then I had no idea where that post was going to take me, but I really ended up outlining the journey of where I was at a year ago versus where I am at today. Um, I went through some relationship challenges and, um, it was really, really, really hard. Um, and it was one of those things where you just kind of have a breaking point and snap, and then you realize I need to change myself. And so, I started doing a lot of the typical self-help things. I started journaling. I started praying. I started um, reading a lot. I was, I think I ordered 50 books. I am not even kidding. I I told myself, I'm like, I cannot buy another book until 2018, maybe even 2019. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, But I just went through this whole process of trying to understand who I was because I felt so empty inside and I didn't understand why. Um, Then in January, I scheduled this um, Ayurvedic health doctor and I'd heard great things about her. And so I scheduled it and her first availability was in September And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I need to wait nine months for this. Like, I need help now. I was having horrible jaw pain. I couldn't sleep through the night. I was developing rashes on my skin. Um, And meanwhile, I was still just like struggling internally with like, what the heck is going on right now? Yeah. So that is really when I began my, I feel like, true journey of just self healing. And the first thing that I really had to do was 
step away from my old role in charge. And that was really difficult because, you know, for four years, I was so used to the hustle and just constantly being busy. But I knew that being busy was distracting myself. And so I stepped away from that. I enrolled in this yoga um, teacher training. And that was a very intensive program that I learned a lot from. But those two things really kickstarted that journey. And then from there, I just, the, there's a lot to the blog post, so I won't go on rambling, but you can link it up if you want at the end. Um, Definitely. It just, it just talks about the different ways that I really healed myself. And it was so cool because I just went to the doctor. Um, the appointment was two weeks ago and I was like, so I originally scheduled this and I honestly have none of the symptoms that I had in January. And so I feel like now it's just, you know, a preventative appointment. And that was still really cool to experience, but it's just amazing what you can do yourself if you put in those small steps every single day. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that so vulnerably, because I think people look at anybody's trajectory from the outside and they're like, they're at 50 something universities and, you know, think that it just comes easy. And there's a saying I heard years ago, new levels bring new devils. Uh, I've watched how you've like gone to the next level and then you adjust to that stress threshold. You reorganize it in your mind. You learn who you are in a fresh way apart from the role. And then you go to the next level. And, And I mean, it's that, that constant the, the fun pursuit of growth that I'm not coasting, I'm not drowning, I'm growing, I'm leveling up. Um, it, and, and I think you have a unique ability to absorb from a lot of different places. Some of you that are uh, listening, you picked up on that. She was talking about different places and channels of inspiration. And, and there's so much growth potential around us, so many different places, that uh, you, know, you have an ability to really like experiment and try and absorb a lot and then fi- find, like, oh, this is working for me a lot, so let me just run here for a while. Um, Mega props on that. Well, what are you reaching for right now? If, if we said, okay, you're... You're at this place where that winning has occurred. What are you excited and inspired to reach for? What's next? Mm-hmm. So we haven't released this yet, but I will share it with you. Um, <laughs> so 2018, our year-long campaign is going to be The Future is Charge. Mm. And so I am super excited about that. We are already brainstorming just different things that we are going to launch. And so I cannot wait to just get my hands on that because we've been, I would say just doing the same thing year after year. And that's okay. Like everything we do make a little bit better. So for an example, we've done fit plans. I think this is our 12th or 13th fit plan. And every fit plan is a little bit different, but while it doesn't get repetitive for the girls at all, because a lot of times, you know, the girls are doing different workouts and they're doing the fit plan for the first time it gets a little bit repetitive for us. And so I'm really excited just to challenge myself in new ways. Like an example is we're going to have a podcast and we're going to do more YouTube videos. And so just challenging myself, I guess. And then also seeing, you know, what do these girls click with? Um, and then also new apparel, of course, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait for that. Can I request dad bod yoga pants? 
I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's exciting because you've got a vision that you're captivated by for next year. The future is charged. I love that. And what happens when you start to see the next level of the vision? You can't unsee that organizationally. You can't go back. You're like, oh, that would just be like repeating it and doing it a little better. I got to go to the next thing. Um, part of these interviews are about uh, obviously a fun thing we'll talk about in a minute. But And as excited as I am to release that, I'm super excited about the way I'm going to change the entire structure of how I work with people next year. Uh, and it's a big project that I'm currently working on that I can't unsee it now. It's like in me and it's how uh, today I had an idea for it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this fits with that perfect. You know, and, and our right hand guy with Sightshift, he's like, why didn't you do this two years ago? And he's messing with me. He knows we didn't have it then. Uh, and so I'm inspired to hear that. Well, where people that are listening to this know that growth happens and, and it's uh, there's moments and there's rhythms. Where do you feel like right now you might be stuck or losing? Not that there is a place like that, but if there is, uh, would you share it with us? I think the big thing that I'm really, again, just trying to question is my role at Charge. Like I mentioned before, before it was, I really did have my hands and feet in everything. Mm. And so right now my role is a lot more just coaching and dreaming up what the next thing for charge will be. And also I'm doing a lot of writing and I love this stuff for sure, but it still feels very awkward. And I feel like I don't have these tangible things where before it's like I had so many tangible items, you know, just writing it, responding to an email. I was like, yes, I got something done. Whereas now, you know, thinking of, okay, what the heck is the future of charge going to look like? it's a lot more creative brainstorming. Um, and that is just something that I need to accept and be okay with and know that, you know, you'll get there. It's just a longer process. It's not this immediate satisfaction. Brilliantly stated. So good. The higher you go with your vision, the less the tangibles are that, you know, you're making or creating when you've really got an organization that would be limited if you stayed stuck. I mean, there there are people that need to be a part of charge that aren't going to be. If the insecurity of your identity leads to a mission that you're like, I just need to answer emails so I can feel accomplished. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful way to word that gap and super cool that you're going after that. All right. Well, let's transition to uh, talk a little bit about something fun that we that I got the idea for these interviews, uh, and that was I have my next book coming out. It's going to be at thestuckbook.com, and that'll take you to the Amazon link. Um, and there were people that were gracious enough to read a Microsoft Word copy version because <laughs> the other one's getting designed and and being made beautiful right now. Uh, so, Elizabeth, you were gracious enough to labor through a giant Word document. Um, and so thank you so much for doing that. And I would love to just start off with the gentle stuff first. Uh, as you read through the stuck book, and, and the subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next, what did you enjoy the most? I honestly was obsessed with the entire book. I (laughs) not even kidding. So I just started a book club and I literally want to order this for the book club for all the people because it really, it's just so relatable. Um, I love your seasons talk and this is just 
another way to digest that information. And I'm someone I love looking at words. And so for me, I like this more than your talk, even though some people are more audible. Um, so I truly, I loved it so much. Wow. That means so much because yeah, the t- it started as a talk and then I was like, I, th- I think this is the next book and then a ton of work and then was able to flesh it out more. And so, yeah, that was awesome. Super cool to hear that, that, that happened for you. What was for you the greatest takeaway? Hmm. Let's see. I took notes. Oh. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite things that you did, I love the back when you have the seasons reference guide. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like it is a lot of information and you know, you get inspired and you're also like, okay, what do I do next? And you have all of these just tiny bits of inspiration for each season. Um, something that I love that you mentioned about just being in different seasons for different parts of your life. Um, cause I feel like previously when I heard your talk, I was thinking like, okay, your entire life, mm-hmm. body relationships, everything was in one season, but like, that's not the case. Of course, you know, your health, friends, family, spiritual side, self love side, like they're all in different seasons. And then also getting even deeper, charge there's so many different seasons of charge too yeah um with the different you know we have so many different projects and whatnot that we're working on and so i have a lot more thinking to do on this and i'm really excited to truly dive in and just really think about like okay what are places where are places we need to let go um you know what are things that we need to do more research on and whatnot so i thought that was awesome fires me up. I have to give props to Amanda who helped me on the book on the back section because she was like, we need to put a reference guide in the back. And uh, and that was like, yes, killer idea. Um, and what's cool for me is to hear how, like you've been through the deep stuff of Sight Shift and the goal was to create this book that it could be a point of contact that people could have after the coaching that they could keep themselves aware and growing. So now that they know who they are, they could know where they are and that they could look at their life and not try to oversimplify it, but know, just like you said, different parts are in different seasons. What would you say about like, if this was a book that somebody could get pre like going through the deep stuff and I'm assuming it'd be positive based on you saying you could make it a part of your book club, but is it a simple enough bite that people could take it and go, Oh, I get a deep idea now on my growth. I mean, I think it is. I would be curious to hear other people's perspectives on this, but I mean, just when you listed out, you know, fall is about noticing, winter is about doing the core work and doing research, spring is about focusing, and then summer is just being able to enjoy and relax. Those are so such simple ideas that I feel like you don't need to know the depths of who you are. Like I'm still, of course, working and I always will be on that question of who am I? Um, and I feel like we are always growing and always becoming a, a better, hopefully version of ourselves. And so even if they haven't put in much self like introspection, I guess, um, 
they can still appreciate this book and still learn from it. Right on. Yes, I love to hear that. And before I forget, because I know this is being recorded and it'll go out, and so I'm saying this to you, if it's a giant order for your book club, we can figure out a way to make that as like affordable as possible because I my passion is just to get this idea out in people's hands, let them relax and go, oh, okay, I, it's not bad that I'm stuck. It's normal. And And now let me figure out where I'm at, so I'll know the best action to take. Was there a part that you, and not that there had to be, just want to give this interview a fair shake, uh, that you didn't like, didn't resonate with, or just find yourself going, ah, I don't know, I'm, I'm pushing against this? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So two things. They, both of them, which is interesting, they were in the fall. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. talked about truth versus hype positivity, and I definitely get this. But I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on lately, for some reason, the law of attraction has just been popping up everywhere around me and just that idea of truly manifesting your dreams. And so what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like, yeah, there's that truth, I guess you could say, of like what's going on, but like you do have the capability of changing that. Um So I was curious about that. And then also just realizing when to switch gears, when, you know, you're on a path and then you realize like, oh, it might not be working. Um, Because you talk about that idea of releasing the path that's not working. Well, how do you know, like, for example, I, it took me an entire year to feel like I really did heal a part of myself. If I, you know, put in that work for a month, a lot of it was really hard work and I could have been like, you know what, this isn't, this is not working. Like I'm just going to go back to my old ways and that would have been easy. How do you know when to just stick it out and know that like it will most likely work out in the end versus like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. Maybe it's time to switch gears. Yes. Great. Uh, great question. I'll, I'll do both of those. I'll do the height positivity last and I'll do the, the change the path. It's not working first. Um, you know, it goes down, it goes back to desire. So we want to learn what our desires are and move with those. So what we've got to do though, is be honest with ourselves and not BS ourselves about why we want what we want. So somebody could be like, I want to have work freedom or I want to have financial freedom or I want to do work that I'm really care about. Okay. But why do you want those? If it's like, I need to, I need to do a mission like Elizabeth, Elizabeth is with charge. Okay. Well, why do you want that? Well, because I don't feel good about myself and I'll only feel good about myself if I do a worthy mission. Okay, so now you want something from it more than you're showing up to give to it. And so that whole thing about the honest motive about your desire is key. So if you're on a path that isn't working, it's gut check time. Do I really want where this is headed? Because it's not giving me the result that I want. So I either... You know, and I've heard this before, you marry the mission and date the method. So once your mission is locked in and there's a solid motive for why you want what you want, be willing to change the methods like crazy as they're not working. But for some people, what's happening is, you know, failure with ambitious people, failure is getting what they thought they wanted, right? They thought they wanted the the big house. They thought they wanted the whatever. I mean, I remember having the big dream home, 27 years old and going, this is all the feeling I get for this. Not worth it. Um, 
So, so it's really getting honest about desires and going, let me gut check myself in this moment and say, all right, I really do want this. Uh, and I want it for this reason. And not that you're going to 100% that reason. At least 51% of me uh, wants this for a good reason. And I'm going to go after that. And I'm going to change the methods as I need to to accomplish this mission. You know, I have quit things in the past. Uh, I remember when I was a professor and my classes were waitlisted, uh, I was going to the people over me going, hey, like, I can teach more, you know, but my main mission wasn't to be a full-time professor. Um, and so I adopted methods, and some of those weren't working to secure the ability to teach more. Um, and I was like, all right, it's time to reject this path. And if I wouldn't have rejected that path, I would not be doing what I am now. And there's other examples I can use of that where I've quit things that is the most fullest expression, most full expression of who I am. So the key piece there is let when it's not working, gut check you on your desires, get to your motives. And if, if this thing for you is something that's the expression of who you are and what you want, then just change the method, but keep the mission, right? And that's, I talk, I talk about that, you know, keep the destination in mind, but be willing to change the path. Does that answer that? Yeah, I guess I'm more so kind of looking, and I know there's no exact time, but how long would you stay on a method before reevaluating it? Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it is super subjective, but like, I mean, I remember this was about two months ago. I started doing Instagram videos where I'd have like the captioning on them, and you could add a little music. It was an app. It was easy to do, and uh, I'd get a bunch of views, but you know, relative to the size of my Instagram audience. Uh, but it wasn't really like exponentially creating awareness. And so, I, you know, I'd, people would mention it to me when I'd see them, like, hey, I'm watching your videos. Uh, so I knew it was having an impact in registering, but it wasn't actually achieving some exponential results that was increasing the number of people that were following me on Instagram or email signups or whatever. So I'm like, okay, this method is not delivering what I want to see from it. It's not worth the time invested. Um, and if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have switched gears to building some stuff that I'm going to release next year. That is like so much clearer for me. So, you know, you're trying these methods and you're quitting them as soon as you can when they're not delivering the results you want. So sooner rather than later. For, for the ambitious people that are like you and me that are optimistic, because we can try something and keep going way longer than we should. Uh, so that, that stop point is sooner than you'd think. So for you guys with Charge, if you were to try like, you know, a new direct messaging campaign through Instagram, and, and if it wasn't really taking off and catching fire, if it wasn't spreading, if people weren't talking about it, if it didn't have this remarkability that Seth Godin talks about, then it's like, all right, either we need to change something how we're doing this or abandon this method and pick up a new one. So the black and white answer for most ambitious people is sooner than you'd want. But I know that's hard to nail down. Um, does that speak to that timing thing? Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about the hype positivity. Um, yeah, I... Here's the way I would describe it. When I like had six figures of debt, and it was like, all right, you made a bad business decision. You're in this place. You can go to all the meetings you want and be like, I have a million dollars in the bank. I have a million dollars in the bank. Woo! And, and, and that, what I'm trying to articulate there is the way a lot of people approach self-help, Elizabeth, is they want to like force this external reality onto the inside of who they are. 
rather to go, hey, I have this. I'm not defined by it. You know, I'm not a suck face loser that this happened. It was a bad decision. This is not an attack on my dignity. It's just removing distraction from my life and sharpening me and honing me. So let me face this issue with truth. I have it. But let me also face the truth that this is just a single moment and I will get beyond it, recover from it. And I have a friend who says it this way. When you tell a story of your life, this will only be like three seconds of it, right? If you and I are talking like 20 years from now, any struggle I'm facing right now will take like 0.026 seconds. Uh, And so it's being able to frame it from that standpoint. I do believe that our minds and hearts gravitate towards what we want, our desires and what we're attracted to, to use the law of attraction. I don't believe that we can magically just attract it to ourselves because we think about it all the time. We have to translate that to work, which I know you would uh, not feel that either. But there are people that do, so that's what I'm trying to to tackle with that first piece of the seasons is helping them understand, look, hyped positivity is not going to get you unstuck. Truth is the starting point. Does that make sense? Totally. I love the way that we can interact on this and just the, the vulnerable nature of it. Okay, let's, let's uh, jump onto the hot seat ask you a few questions. One of them is about the book. The rest aren't. We'll start off with the book one. Mm -hmm. And if you could take the message of the stuck book back to yourself at an earlier point, not to stir up regrets, but to help those that are at a different point than you, what message would you take back? And when would you take it back to? Uh, That what part of the stuck book would you take back to a younger self and say, hey, read this? I I think kind of going back to what I originally said, just how you made it so simple. Like, for example, I would want to ask myself, like, what do you want to let go of? And that's fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the super, super, super simple season and then the question that goes with it, I think that anyone can understand that. And like, we have a million answers to that question. Right. And so I think I would take that to my younger self. Um, I also, I loved when you talked about in winter, just figuring out what those top five difficult things from your past that you've accomplished. Mm. Um, I definitely want to still work on that. Cause I feel like I have my difficult, um, situations, but I'm not 100% sure on like, okay, what exactly did I do to overcome this? Because I feel like, and I feel like probably a lot of people can relate to this through those difficult situations. Like, yes, I overcame them, but I also kind of blacked that out of my life and numbed it out because I was like, I I'm done with it. Like I overcame it. I don't want to think about it anymore. And I totally think we should not dwell on our past at all. But it is a great idea to think about like, okay, what did I do? Like, what action did I take? Like, how long did it take me to overcome this? Um, Because sometimes, you know, we all want this instant gratification and we want challenges to be solved so fast. But certain things did take a lot of time, Um, especially when it comes to relationships, like getting over any type of relationship, friend or a significant other it's going to take a really long time and that's okay. That's just part of the process. Yeah. 
Yeah, well said. I love it. Well, I um, I think you know I'm noting that by the way. So when we chat next, I'll I'll remember to ask because we can <laughs> I can help like focus on what those lessons were. Um, but yeah, for people listening, just to know that you've done difficult things. And you can do a difficult thing now that you're facing. And if you can learn the skill that you used in those and build a bridge to that now, uh, you're going to unlock some growth for yourself. Um, super cool. Glad you brought that up. Okay. What's a recent idea? And you've already mentioned some, uh, but you may have another one. A recent idea that has you lit up. A book, a podcast, a resource, a breakthrough, anything that you could share with us and we can also learn from it. Um. I am just really excited about my book club. I mentioned that a few times, but I've had this idea for a really long time. I am addicted to books. I love reading and I always get through a book and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've highlighted basically the entire book. I want to talk to someone about this. And so it's just been so refreshing to be able to talk with others about the book and then also just hear other people's perspectives and of course, it's also creating that community because I, for the past five years since working on charge, I've kind of been a bit in like this hibernation mode. <laughs> um, I didn't go out a lot and it's not like I'm itching to like go out to town all the time, but like, I want that connection with people. I'm always behind a computer and, you know, looking at Instagram and things like that. I don't have that in-person community as much. We have a very small team. And while of course, like we're all obsessed with each other, we all love each other so much. It's amazing to be able to connect with other humans in a larger setting. And so that's definitely has gotten me fired up. Yeah, I love it. So, people, we need community. Let Elizabeth inspire us to go get it. Very cool. Okay, you get an unexpected free day, free afternoon, no fear of judgment. What would you go do? Oh, gosh. I would definitely do yoga, 100%. Um, I would go to a coffee shop and read (laughs) and journal and meditate. Um, I pretty much do those things daily. I would get either a massage or a facial, or I recently became obsessed with cupping. I actually just had cupping done right before this call. And I'll text you a picture of this, Chris, but it's like insane. Have you ever gotten cupping before? I haven't. I've had people send me pics and tell me about it and show me like what it does to their skin. And it's, it looks crazy. It's insane. Like it's last time I got it, the skin went down pretty fast, but I have this huge chunk on my shoulder that is just like horrible. It's so huge and it's like black. Um, but I do love it. It feels really good. Um, and of course I would do something with friends, whether it's cook together or go out to dinner or go to the beach or something like that. Um, just spending time with them. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. Okay. Uh, what's something that you're into that people around you aren't? This is your chance to fly your free flag. You don't understand why they're not. You totally dig it. What would that be? Um, I, <laughs> I was going to say I feel pretty basic, but no, I am not basic. I'm unique. <laughs> um, 
I think the thing that I'm like really tapped into right now that a lot of people, I think that they are secretly way underneath their skin. Um, but just that idea of embracing spirituality and understanding different religions, um, and just like Kundalini yoga is definitely, if you've ever done that, have you heard of that? I've I've heard you mention it. it. You've told, that's the only context I have. It's like one of those, it's just insane. Like everyone should take a Kundalini yoga class just because you will laugh (laughs) and it will bring joy. But like these people take it very, very seriously. Um, which I mean, of course they do. I want to as well, but it's also like, it's just this interesting breathing technique. And then they have you do all these insane things like Um, I was at a class and they were literally telling us to act like we're fish and like swimming around like on our backs. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't take this seriously. It's crazy, but it's just, it brings me joy. Um, and I just, I love God. Um, and I want to open people up a little bit more because I feel like for just the longest time forever, for as long as I've been alive, I feel like it's just, it kind of is taboo to talk about God and Jesus and things like that. But I read the book of return to love and it's probably my all time favorite book that and the four agreements. And she has a lot of different backgrounds. She was brought up Jewish she tapped a little bit into Christianity, a little bit into Buddhist Buddhism. And she talks about how, like, why do we not talk about Jesus? Like, we should study him and we should study the Buddha um, just as we study Shakespeare and just as we study Beethoven. Like, these were real people who lived, who showed love. Um, and so that really resonated with me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, I should... I want to talk about these kind of things. Um, and I feel like there really is a big cultural shift going on right now. And I don't know if it's just because I'm like obsessed with it and I've been really into all of these thought leaders, or if this is something that is happening within the universe. But, um, I feel like there is this kind of hunger for getting more in touch with your spiritual side. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Beautiful job taking that flag out and flying it. No doubt people are listening right now feel possibly polar emotions, and that's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's, you know, we're not here to, for me, with this podcast, it's it's to provoke people into growth, and, and I want to do it in the most relaxed way possible, but that was awesome. Thank you. Well, folks that are listening to this that go, wow, uh, you know, I'm going to be in college, or I've got a student that's going to college, I want to check out what charge is about, or I'd like to know more about ways to read what Elizabeth is writing, where can folks engage you? Where would you point them to? Definitely check out our website. It's just charges.com, C-H-A-A-R-G. And then that's all of our social media. So Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, it's all charge as well. Nice, beautiful. Anything else you'd want to say to folks that are listening? Um, definitely buy the book. And if you're listening, it means that you're a fan of Chris and I am too. And I know that we are all in this together and I'm so excited to hear what you guys think about the book. Um, and I'm also so excited for you, Chris, on this launch. Oh, thank you. And it meant so much to have you come on and share that passion and enthusiasm with others and to be so brave to agree to do it, not know what the questions are and jump in. So for everybody listening, I'll say thank you, Elizabeth, for being here. 
Uh, folks that are listening, thank you for being here. Check out Charge. It's such a powerful mission. It is not hyped positivity. It's deep transformation and truth, and that's what they're seeing happen. Uh, so check that out. Thanks for being here, everybody. Have a great one. Peace.